Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now it's 106, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, they're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. All right, I want to, um, let's get up to speed on all the news of the day. And um, and also, folks, there's a, a a lot that's playing out right now. I think something to watch is this when, and it sure sounds like afterwards, that President Biden is going to announce that he is, in fact, going, um, he's going to announce that he's going for a second term. But let's, uh, let's see, Tucker Carlson, that was interesting last night. When he had on that woman, uh, Tara Reid, former office aide Tara Reid, her experience of working with President Biden. Uh, let's hear a little bit. Uh, this was last night on the Tucker Carlson program. Biden started acting weird towards me. He would, like, put his hands on my shoulder and put his fingers underneath my hair and do weird things like that. And then there was a scene where... What did you think of that? I mean, did you... Well, you know, bear in mind, and you were around in a professional in the 90s, it was a different... I don't know if you were in D.C., but it was a different vibe. I was vibe. in D.C., yeah. Okay, it was a different vibe, but it still was weird. I've never had an employer do that, and Panetta certainly didn't act like that. No, he's not like No, that. not at all. And um, he's just all business. And, um, you know, Joe Biden was always... He didn't seem like an intellectual giant, let's put it that way. Right. No, he was he, famously not. Yeah. But, but a charismatic yeah. and warm guy. Uh, that was the that was the Yeah, and view. you know, and that's the thing. Behind closed doors, he was very um he's very temperamental. Really? And he would do this thing where he smiles when he's angry. It's very disconcerting. <laughs> very disconcerting. That big smile and he's ang- you know, but he'd be angry and he was he was very temperamental. He had me up against a wall and he penetrated me with his fingers against oh. my will. Oh. And I um you know, it was it wasn't just the assault though. Um it was it was everything to do with here I am, this young staffer, and he did this and then I made him angry. And that's like someone you don't want to make angry. Because I said no. I just think it's, you've got to be honest, one of the reasons I didn't know what to make of your story was, it's so, I've been a man for, you know, 53 Mm -hmm. years. Yeah. I've never heard of anything like that. That's, you know, men men, men are kind of piggish, as we know, and they do piggish things. But that's like, that's like kind of like rape. I mean, that's like so out of bounds that it's weird to think someone would do something like that. It was just, it happened all at once. It happened really quickly. There was no, like, flirtation with him or anything like that. It was very, you know, um, he's u- he was usually with people, and he wasn't. I was, like, at the wrong place at the wrong time, so to speak. And when it happened, um, he at first was like, come on, man, I heard you liked me. And I, you know, I froze. And then he said he got angry, and that's when he smiled. You know, that smile. And that's what was really jarring. And then he said, he pointed his finger in my face and he said, you're nothing. You're nothing to me. And then I I must have had a certain look on my face and he just took my shoulders and shook him. He said, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. And then he turned around and he walked away. And I remember it was just such a jarring, shocking incident. Probably was all of less than five minutes, right? But my vivid memory is sitting on this, these marble stairs and my legs were shaking so badly because it wasn't just what he did. It's that I knew my career was over. That was it. Like I had said, no, it was an awful thing. And this was the end. He used his power and resources to silence me. And I'm going to share something with your audience. They took a cannonball to my life. Yeah. They went after my family. So when that day, when he did that assault, he took my future. I didn't want to sleep with some senator. I wanted to be one. And that day, it ended. Very, very dramatic. Last night, um, 
on Tucker Carlson. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I think it's going to be very interesting, him going. Like right now, they think everything's going terrific. And right now, seemingly, they're without question looking at, and Jill Biden, you know, they're making it very clear. She enjoy who wouldn't be enjoying First Lady, right? First Lady, they seem to have gotten things under control. The the um, the midterms went better than expected. And so as a result of that, they I think they feel emboldened. I, I, I don't know about you. I can't believe the amount of attention that is given to this. Harry and Meghan on Netflix. It actually apparently got huge views, viewership. Now, we don't know exactly where. Um, I think a lot of it may have came, come from overseas. But this this business of how much they're getting coverage on it, I'm not going to. I'm not going to dive into I'm I'm just not going to give it any time. And then there's. Oh, good. Here's an update. Surveillance video shows vehicle of interest shortly after the killing of University of Idaho students. That story continues. Let me get the latest now. This is the latest from EGMA. In the Idaho murder mystery. Police now investigating this surveillance image showing a white car. It was taken from an Exxon Mobil station's camera around 3.45, the morning four University of Idaho students were murdered. The station, about a mile away from their home. They need the community to help. The parents of Kaylee Gonzalez, who was killed in the attack, now urging other businesses to turn over whatever footage they have before it's too late. There's a 24-hour mark on a lot of those little video cams. There's a, you know, a seven-day, a one-month. One month. We're hitting the month. If the key part of the evidence is out that residence, then we have have to get it now. Fearing that evidence is disappearing, Chrissy Gonzalez shares what she thinks happened in the early morning hours of November 13th. I think this person went in very methodical. I think he, he really thought it out. I think he was quick. I think it was quiet, and he got in, and he got out. Leaving her daughter and three three others stabbed to death and a community on edge. The campus now preparing to shut down for winter break. Idaho State Police letting us ride along in their ramped up 24-hour patrols. Everybody is very aware of their surroundings right now. They are, and really they should be um, at this point, and uh, there'll be a resolution to this to this investigation, but um, certainly in the meantime, everyone should be vigilant. And he went on to say he is confident that justice will be served. In the meantime, Xana Carnado's family is back out handing out flyers. They hope to leave 5,000 of them on doors around the university. And also, George, Kaylee and Maddie's families have now planned a joint celebration of life for the two to be held at the end of the month. I mean, that is um, just astounding, folks, that they still do not. How about also the man accused of attacking Paul Pelosi appeared in court? Mola Lange has the story. Good morning, Mola. Good morning, Georgia. Judge has decided the case against David DePap, the man charged in the attempted murder of Paul Pelosi, has enough evidence to go to trial. In court for the first time, prosecutors played that police body camera video showing the moment back in October. The 42-year-old DePap allegedly attacked Pelosi with a hammer, fracturing Pelosi's skull. Prosecutors say DePap was on a suicide mission when he broke into the Pelosi San Francisco home looking for Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Speaker Pelosi was not home at the time. A prosecutor's went also playing Paul Pelosi's 911 call where he was heard asking the operator, are the Capitol Police around? I got a problem. A gentleman just came into my house waiting for my wife to come home. The operator later asking, what is his name? A prosecutor say DePap could then be heard in the background answering David DePap. Now Paul Pelosi continues to recover from his injuries yesterday appearing alongside his wife as her portrait was unveiled at the U.S. Capitol. In the meanwhile, DePap has pleaded not guilty to all charges and he's currently being held without bail. Michael. All right, Mola, thank you so much. (laughs) We need to get more on that story. The Idaho folks, good afternoon at 116. The Idaho murders. I boy, I wish it was closer. I would almost think of traveling there, doing a live stream on it. 
but I'm just not sure how easy it would be to navigate. But that, uh, at some point, they have to get four people, college students, Idaho, stabbed to death. And, and they don't have any suspects. Here is the Today Show piece on it. The mother, Kaylee Gonzalez, speaking out about frustrations about the investigation. Oh, let's please try to track. Here we go. Lots to cover this okay. morning. Thursday morning, Craig joins us. Good morning. Hello, Good morning to you. Good morning to you as well. There are some new developments this morning in that now month-old murder mystery in Idaho. As police try to track down leads in the killings of four college students there. The family of one of the victims is speaking out to NBC's Aaron McLaughlin. And Aaron joins us once again from Moscow, Idaho. Aaron, good morning to you. Good morning, Craig. Christy Consalves says she's speaking out out of frustration at the way authorities are handling information about her uh, daughter Kaylee's murder, including the news that they're looking for a white Hyundai seen in this area around the times of the killing. She says she's terrified this case could go cold. It's sleepless nights. It's feeling sick to your stomach. It's just being left in the dark. Kaylee Gonzalez's mother recounting the chaos on the day she found out her daughter and Kaylee's best friend Maddie were killed, along with Zana Kernodal and Ethan Chapin. There's nothing you could do. Absolutely nothing. Just, we were running around for hours just not knowing what was going on, what happened. Because we found out by people calling us. And the sheriff showed up about three hours later. When you saw the sheriff, did you know? Yes. And I had said that. I said, it's not real until the sheriff pulls up. Gonzalez says she and her family support the police and the work investigators are doing. But they're critical of authorities for what they called poor communication with victims' families. You found out about the white car from a press release? Yes. Yes. Did they send you the press release? No. This morning, new clues related to that white Hyundai. Fox News Digital reporting this new surveillance photo from a gas station, showing what appears to be a white car driving at 3.45 a.m. on the night of the murders. Meantime, Gonsalves also told me the county coroner called and told her 17-year-old daughter graphic details from the autopsy over the phone. She asked, are you sure you want to know this? And my daughter thinking that she did for whatever reason, um, said yes, and she proceeded to tell her. And so, and you haven't spoken to the coroner? No. The family says they met with authorities Monday to express their grievances. A Moscow police spokesperson declined to comment on allegations relating to communications with the family. NBC News reached out separately to the coroner, but received no comment. This morning, eight days into the search for the white Hyundai Elantra, Gonsalves says it's becoming harder to remain optimistic. Are you confident the police are going to solve this crime? I have to be. They may not. The Gonzalez family also says they're speaking out on behalf as of Maddie's family as well. They say that that family is too grief-stricken to talk. Uh, they say that Maddie was their only daughter and that Maddie and Kaylee were the best of friends. Boy, that is, folks, good afternoon at 120. That is, um, there is no guarantee on that. There is no guarantee that they're going to answer that. Not every crime is. You would think with four people, four people killed, you you would think that it would, I'm not saying easier to solve, but, but, but you know what, any college building, let me also, maybe not even college. Folks, right now it's 120. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. In this day and age, you have to have video surveillance. If you're listening right now on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM and you don't have video cameras outside your home or business, my question is why not? If you log on to my website, dpetro.com, no eyes. D-E-P-E-T-R.com. Scroll down a little bit. You know what you're going to see? An ad for Allstate Lock. They do locks, but they also do video cameras. 
they'll install them for you. It's not that expensive. Every college building should have a video camera. They can act as a deterrent or something like this happens. You need to know who's going in and out of a structure, whether it's residential or commercial. If they had video surveillance, they wouldn't be going through all of this. I know people talk about invasion of privacy and everything else, but look look at the other side of this. These people are in agony and there's a killer loose. All state lock. Danny Gruslin, they are fantastic. And look how today they they go. Every time when I'm visit, you know, covering a story, they they look for businesses or people that might have video surveillance. And again, it can also act as a deterrent. Channel 12 has audio on this very violent uh, home invasion that took place in South Providence. I want to hear this a little bit. Here we go. 12 News Now, breaking Tim news White. at WPRI.com. I'm Tim White. Yeah. Four suspects claiming to be police officers burst into a Providence home wow. and took part in a violent home invasion overnight. Police were called to 30 Trask Street uh, shortly after 5 a.m., where a male suspect there said four men burst into the home, yelled, police, get on the floor, and then zip-tied and hit two men over the head with a gun. Oh. There were also two women and two children at the home home none of them were injured one of the suspects allegedly asked where the money was kept and then ransacked the home ultimately they took off with seventy five hundred dollars in cash five cell phones jewelry and stole a white jeep cherokee i spoke with providence police major david lapayton he tells me they have not recovered that jeep cherokee and no arrests have been made just yet this is obviously a developing story so check back to wpri.com for details i'm tim white well, nice job by Tim White on uh, on that. That is frightening. It also shouldn't be ignored that they, what did they say? They pretended they were law enforcement. So, you know, that, well, I, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised they don't have the Jeep Cherokee. Because it's, that they've come a long way in being able to track vehicles. They've made tremendous headway with the ability to track vehicles. I'm surprised they don't have that. It's 124. It's Thursday. Good afternoon. It's December 15th. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our show is brought to you by Limitless Outdoors, based out of Smithfield. Get ready to take down this phone number. You know, what they do is really incredible because their slogan is dream, build, enjoy. Limitless outdoors. Because what they can do for you, and you can get a free quote, it is just as they describe. It is truly limitless. They specialize in patios. They did my walkway. They can do your steps. How about an outdoor kitchen? Why not enjoy your outdoors more? You know, it is kind of, when you think about it, after the summer, then you're packing up maybe your your patio furniture, what have you. What if you had some kind of design and you could enjoy it more throughout the year? More people are discovering they can do that. A lot of people have an outdoor fireplace and a lot of people have an outdoor kitchen. They can do that for you at Limitless Outdoors. They also do landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installations, excavation. They also can update your indoor fireplace or kitchen. Limitless Outdoors. Based in Smithfield, call for a free quote. You can look them up online at LimitlessOutdoorsRI.com. But if you're thinking especially of a fire pit or fireplace outside or maybe an outside kitchen, Limitless Outdoors. Call them 401-580-1852. 580-1852. Chris does incredible work. They are very talented. And they'll handle it all. Dealing with them was a joy. Limitless Outdoors. 401-580-1852. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. 
that Idaho story is, um, I don't know where that's going to go. It seems so odd. What am I looking at? A winter wise winter weather advisors in effect for parts of the following counties, Worcester and Franklin. All right. So we have a little bit of snow. I thought we were getting rain tomorrow. I thought we were supposed to be getting rain. It's going to be a lot of rain tomorrow. Governor Baker is going to be the next president of the NCAA. That sounds like a good gig. It sounds like a very different gig, as a matter of fact. So Governor Baker, we're going to have new governors, as a matter of fact. Uh, both, well, Governor McKee gets officially sworn in, right? Um, and he's already dealing with a lot. And then, of course, you have the, uh, with the new governor in Massachusetts. All right, I want to get to, um, maybe I will play some of this. Oh, here we go. Police say the man charged with attacking Paul Pelosi has admitted other targets as well, including Hunter Biden, Governor Newsom, and Tom Hanks. Let me hear this. This was on uh, CBS this morning. Details about the man accused of attacking Pelosi's husband, Paul, with a hammer. Police say that David DePap has admitted that he had other targets as well, including an Oscar-winning movie star. Paul Pelosi suffered a skull fracture in that attack. Scott McFarland has more on all of this. Scott, good morning. This was very scary to hear the more details that we heard yesterday. Yeah, Gail, authorities made a series of revelations about this case, including a police investigator who testified Wednesday that David DePap told them there's evil in Washington, that he was targeting Nancy Pelosi, and that he had plans to hold her hostage. DePap allegedly said he later planned to kidnap President Biden's son, Hunter, in California, and target the state's governor, Gavin Newsom, and movie star Tom Hanks. We also learned new details from first responders that when they allegedly arrived on the scene, officers witness Pelosi and DePap wrestling over that hammer DePap allegedly used to break into the house. Before they could intervene, Pelosi was struck in the head and knocked unconscious. And while the court proceeding was underway, 82-year-old Paul Pelosi was here in Washington with the House Speaker for the ceremonial unveiling of her portrait. He told CBS News his recovery is coming along, but is a slow process. The PAP has pleaded not guilty to state and federal charges, including threats against a federal official and attempted murder. He's back in court in two weeks in local court for arraignment. Oh, we are- this guy, um, the reporter you just had, Scott McFarlane, he was, he did incredible work with all the J6 defendants. Um, no one had as much information as when they were being dragged into court than, than he did, as a matter of fact. I just found, and then he got bumped up. I think he was just a reporter in D.C. And then he um, got bumped up into that. Let me just see what else. New trove of documents related to the assassination of President Kennedy is set to be released today. Disclosing never before seen government records amid a years long battle and cover some of the most sensitive material related to his death. Now what that is, we have not heard yet. That's interesting. Do I have audio on this? I think I do. Let me hear this. I think we do. Um, huh. Okay, here we go. I believe we have this. All right, here we go. Oh, hold on. Here comes the package. Washington, the Biden administration and the National Archives are being sued for postponing the release of thousands of the most sensitive documents related to the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. The delay has fueled the government cover-up conspiracy theories about one of the darkest days in our nation's history. Here's CBS's Ed O'Keefe. President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. The mystery behind the assassination of John F. Kennedy in an open motorcade at Dealey Plaza in Dallas stretches almost 60 years. And the new lawsuit alleges President Biden and the National Archives are dragging out the release of about 15,000 documents related to the November 1963 killing. These records need to be made public because they tell us about a very important event in American history. Jefferson Morley is with the organization suing. He's a longtime skeptic of the CIA and says until the documents are released, Americans are left to wonder whether anyone besides accused shooter Lee Harvey Oswald was involved. Is there a bombshell uh, about officers who knew about the accused assassin while JFK was still alive? Well, let's see the records and we can decide. 
Most of the documents are from the CIA and could reveal other secrets, including Cold War operations carried out by American intelligence agents and a plot to kill Cuban dictator Fidel Castro. It was the 1991 release of the movie JFK by director Oliver Stone. So what really happened that day? That fueled conspiracy theories and prompted a new law ordering the release of the documents by October 2017. But former President Donald Trump pushed off the release to President Biden, who's ordered them to be released by mid-December. In his statement, the CIA says it's still working to declassify the documents and take out any other sensitive material. If the current plan holds, the documents should be released by December 15th. Nora? All right. We'll be waiting and we'll look at them. Big time. Gee, I wonder why President, uh, I don't have the answer as to why President Trump pushed that off, by the way. It seems a little unusual. Folks, right now at 132. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program is brought to you by Falcon Pest Services. Call them today. Free quote 401-739-1322. 401-739-1322. Residential commercial Falcon Pest Services. Locally owned and operated Serving and protecting Rhode Island's home and businesses since 2006. Hey, if you're looking for the exterminator that has experienced ridding properties, pests, provides outstanding customer service, well, you want falcon. Think of the falcon swooping in for termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, meese, rats, many other pests. Whether it's for a home, multifamily housing, housing, condos, apartments, single-family homes. They also do it for restaurants, office buildings, schools, hotels. Get rid of them. And maybe it's a one-time treatment. Maybe it's monthly service. Maybe it's quarterly service. Year-round protection. Call right now. Free quote. Falcon Pest Services. 401 739 1322. Maybe you're unhappy with the last company that you used. Try someone new. 401 739 1322. New year, new you. 401 739 1322 for Falcon Pest Services. That interesting. I didn't realize that that was going to be uh, happening. The immigration problem at the border is um, it's not getting better. It seemingly is getting worse. How about the number of adults, 18 to 29, living with their parents? 48%, 48%, almost half, are living with, still living with the parents. Let me hear this piece. This is interesting. That I think a lot of people are going to appreciate and a lot of people are going to be very upset by. It oh, is oh. as follows. Oh. You've heard the news about young people moving back home with their parents. People 18 to 29, according to analysts in Morgan Stanley, uh, the highest number of young people of all time, 48% of young adults, 18 to 29, not 49, living with their parents have come back home. Highest percentage since the Great Depression. Here's the new bit. They're saving money, obviously. You're not paying rent. What are they spending that money on? Well, the analysts say that they are putting that money that would be going to rent toward luxury goods. Uh, what? Uh, they're not even saving it? They're not saving it. Not all of it, anyway. Brands like Burberry, LVMH, the company that owns Dior, Tiffany, Louis Vuitton, double-digit increases in global sales. And the Morgan Stanley folks say a lot of it is young people. Who are paying rent at home. No, if I, allow, if I allow you to come back home and stay with me, then I expect you at least save the money to buy something like a house later on or contribute to your, your living here. Uh-huh. I don't expect you to live with me and then spend stuff on luxury goods uh, for uh, Some parents spoil the kids and they don't care. Yeah. A, a lot of parents do care. And they're, and they're looking over at the couch. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. looking over at that lump on the couch right now. It's not right. helpful to the kids. It's not helpful to raise spoiled children. No not. doubt about it. You just spoil your kids. Ooh, word. Okay. Well, I didn't say I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but oh, good God. The S word. Good God. Hmm. Folks, good afternoon. It's 1.36. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. 
Let's see. Hmm. There's been enough about that suicide. You know, it's bizarre. Why, why did the guy go to the hotel? Twitch. He was the DJ for Ellen. I don't know why he went to the hotel. He stayed at a hotel one mile from his home Monday night. And then he didn't check out. And there are there are various individuals that are um, various um, news agencies, I should say, that are kind of going down that whole thing. I think that's I don't know if we're ever going to get the answer to that, but it is odd that. He he checked in. They think he maybe took his own life. This guy Twitch on. I think they're saying he may have taken his own life on Monday, but it's where he is in Reseda. It's I think it's in Reseda, right? It's it's loud. And so, wait a minute. I know maybe it's not. I had this. They live where the Kardashians lived, in the same. Where is that? Bear with me, folks. I know it's 137. Where was that? I was looking at it earlier. The Oh, in, yeah, Encino. What did I say? Reseda. Oh, Encino. Wasn't visibly upset when he checked in. Hmm. Well, again, why did, why did he check in there? Death ruled suicide by gunshot. Hmm. But something was up. Something was up. Three days after the wedding anniversary. So, found dead at a hotel. Oh, 15 minute walk from his home. That would be about a mile. And he checked into the hotel Monday. And then took his own life in the motel bathroom. He was found on Tuesday by a maid at the hotel. You know, they were cleaning the room. No one answered. Went into the room, was undisturbed, and then bathroom was... The bathroom was the bathroom. But does seem... Why, why did he check in there on something was up on Monday? Maybe he had done it before. I don't know. All right. It's one thirty-nine. I mean, I'm not going to talk about it too much. I fully recognize it's a very sensitive story. But, hmm. Very strange. Very odd. Oak Hill Creek Inn. In Encino. Yep. Didn't seem visibly upset. Not the greatest place either. I mean, very. Well, we just pulled it up. You can stay there for 107 bucks. Huh. It's odd. I mean, it looks clean. <laughs> the Oak Tree Inn. Hmm. Good to know. Well, that's pretty cheap, actually, right? December 18th, 19th. So one night. All right. So we, I believe we still have the missing young man, relatively young, in East Greenwich. What is he, 33? So we have video up on that. Um, and then tomorrow, I believe, is decision day. But something tells me, as I think Attorney Dodd, our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, I think he framed it well, that it would seem the judge is trying to get them to hammer something out. And it's possible that this National Guard, for whatever reason, being called in to the Cranston Street Armory on behalf of Governor McKee, that 
that maybe they're going to make the argument to the judge. There's no reason for them to be up there at the state house because now they can um, just move into the Cranston Street Armory with the National Guard. I mean, I, I, that just sounds to me like a tremendous waste of resources that they are calling out the National Guard to play nursemaid for so many of those individuals that, as we had said, are, are just... Listen, I recognize they're all in different situations, but as we have talked about, that is a... Um, Just terrible place. You would just never choose to be homeless there, right? You would just never choose to be homeless and be there. So, all right. I want to play. Laura Ingham had a good piece last night. America Overrun, the Ingram angle. Let me hear a little bit of this. For the past two years, while the regime media has been obsessed with all things Trump, January 6th, of course, the drag queen shows, America was being invaded by millions along our southern border. Yep. Now, for a sense of how the regime media are covering this unparalleled border surge, look no further than this headline from Axios. Biden braces for potentially 14,000 migrants a day. Instead of braces for, it should read roots for. Look, they came from dozens of countries, and among them were sex traffickers, cartel hitmen, child molesters, and even some who were convicted murderers. And when Biden was inaugurated, drunk kingpins, they knew that they were going to become even richer by forcing migrants to go through them for safe passage into the United States. But all along, not only did the Biden administration not repel the invasion, it encouraged it. This was a purposeful, willful, wanton, intentional effort to overwhelm our border patrol and flood our beautiful country with millions of illegals. Now, 95% or more have no legitimate asylum claims, but they do have scripts that they memorize, mouthing just enough of the right words to allow them to be immediately released and bust to wherever they want to go. But every once in a while, they let the truth slip out. Would you have tried to do this when Donald Trump was president? Definitely not. Definitely. We had the chance. So did you come here because Joe Biden was elected president? Basically. Basically. The refusal of the Biden administration to use its authority to stop this invasion is the most egregious abuse of power any of us have seen in our lifetimes. That's right. Now, Biden held on to his emergency COVID authority, remember, until the spring of 2023, at least, probably continue after that. Yet apparently, that emergency isn't bad enough to keep Title 42 in place, which allows for immediate border turnbacks during a health crisis. That expires next week. So the only conclusion any of us can draw is that the Democrats want a different America. They can't rely on elections to necessarily advance us toward a global government and zero carbon output. So they need new voters, voters who are voters who are ignorant of the American tradition and whose children will not be taught about it in our public schools. Now, it doesn't matter who these new people are, what their intentions are, whether they'll be drains on our schools, our health care system, whether they're criminals, as long as they're not you, whom the left hates intensely. The Biden folks are so brazen that their response to the border catastrophe is to make the trek easier for the migrants. Why allow them to walk when we can fly them into the United States? So the Biden administration is considering expanding, not shrinking asylum categories to include Cubans, Haitians and Nicaraguans. And they'll allow them to be flown into the country after merely applying for asylum abroad. The doddering Biden has never been to the border. We've known that. A total dereliction of duty. It's a health, economic, and national security crisis that's unfolding right at this moment. Whatever happens to Americans because of this, they think it's just all necessary collateral damage. 
image. You're not their priority. Families are suffering, American families, like this. My son was standing on the driveway when this gang member came from behind and was going to shoot his friend in the back and got my son in the arm and he literally bled to death. Uh, he died in surgery. Our kids have been dead for years and years and we can't even get them to even say anything nice about it. They ignore us. After the incalculable damage Biden has done to America just at the border alone, one thing is certain. They'll only change course if they believe it's going to hurt them politically. That's why it's so critical for Republicans to stay 100% unified here on the side of law and order, controlling our borders. Now, Schumer and Biden would love to say that they've struck some kind of deal with someone like, a I don't know, Tom Tillis of North Carolina or Susan Collins uh, from Maine on the immigration issue. And then... They like to rope House Republicans in, too, so they can hold a big bipartisan signing ceremony at the White House, just like they did with their so-called Marriage Act yesterday. But California Governor Gavin Newsom, of all people, with his own White House ambitions, I think he sees political trouble ahead for the Democrats. Just to get an understanding, an understanding of what the world looks like pre-Title uh, 42 and what it likely is going to look like in a few weeks post And then he told an ABC affiliate, quote, the fact is what we have now is not working and it's about to break. I say this not to point fingers, he said, but as a father and as someone who feels responsible to be part of the solution. Now, millions of American patriots over the almost now 250 years have sacrificed so that we'd remain a free and independent nation, one where we control our own destiny. One where government represents what's best in our interest for us. Yep. But now, for almost two years, we've had a government whose main goal is to get you used to a lower standard of living and a new normal. Yep. Yeah. That new normal requires you to suspend your own dreams and beliefs for a nightmare that will never end. So it's going to be up to us to awaken those who are still asleep out there and mobilize for the next election against any one of any party who facilitated this invasion. Mm. And that's the angle. Very good, strong angle by folks, <clears throat> Laura Ingram. Well, good afternoon. It's Thursday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Right now it's 149 on uh, what is somewhat of a pleasant Thursday. Temperatures seem mild. I think there's a lot of melting going on out there, as a matter of fact. It's cloudy, but still melting going on. And then tomorrow, when does the rain start to move in? Well, the rain moves in almost like at the stroke of midnight. And then it's going to rain. And then it's going to rain some more. And it's going to rain all day and into the, <laughs> into the night. That's why this afternoon would be a good time to head over and see Marie at It's My Health. That's right, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Pop in and see the Queen of Health. And it's my health, because it's your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's Marie, where they have wonderful items, gifts diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's my health, because it's your health, and it's our health. And Marie has some wonderful items and great, by the way, great uh, gift, great gift ideas, whether it's natural skincare products, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, soaps, hemp and CBD products, 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, and then local products like acai, honey. It's my health. She has some delicious teas right now at 150. On this Thursday, if you're in Men- if you're driving right now on Menden Road, why not pop in that historic white church and say hello to Marie, 1099 Menden Road, and maybe get some stocking stuffers. You're shopping local. You're supporting a great local business. She is helpful. She is knowledgeable. The service is the best. And she's got great quality products. You know, local honey is a great gift. Maple syrup, acai, 
maybe some nice body oils or essential oils or soaps. It's my health because it's your health. Maybe get some nice tea to warm up. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon. Once again, it is Juan. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, I um, it is ludicrous what's going on with the magazine ban. We'll talk to John Francis tomorrow about that. But uh, the judges, it's, it's, it's crazy how much in Rhode Island, how much we have these repeat offenders um, that get back out on the street and then all they do is commit more crime. Hey, I also want to remind you. If why not get your appliance fixed before Christmas or before the new year, Ryan's Appliance Repair. As we like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. 401-710-7096. So, for example, Juan, what do you mean? Well, washing machine. Maybe your washing machine. There's something wrong with it. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair. Maybe your dryer. 401-710-7096. 7096. What else can he repair? Is there anything wrong with your refrigerator? Is there anything wrong with your stove or oven or a microwave or your garbage disposal? But a lot of times it's for a washing machine or dryer. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. As we say, if your appliance is dying, boom, just call Ryan. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. And senior citizens discounts are available. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. It's 1.53. It's Thursday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. I will be doing Facebook Live later. Episode 5, Cranston PD Live. Boom. We're going to be once again out. Live stream with the Cranston police. And you can see it on Facebook. If you miss it, post it later on YouTube and the website, dpetro.com. Now, this portion of the program. By the way, big Patriots game coming up on Sunday. I know people are saying it's a must win, but it is a must win. They need to win against Las Vegas. Are they really going to lose to Josh McDaniel? I hope not. Um, but one place where you can watch all the action is the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Maybe right now, maybe you haven't had lunch yet. Stop into the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off 146. They are waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Delicious food, drink. How about some nice chowder, salad? They have a great menu. The Lodge Pub and Eatery. A feast is waiting for you right off of 146. If you're listening right now, boom, buzz over there. Many people say, Juan, I'm glad you reminded me. I've been meaning to go there. I haven't been there in a little while. Well, head over there. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So, folks, now, locally, the big news has been this whole fiasco with the homeless situation at the State House. And it's unseemly. It's unseemly. They don't belong there. That is, if you were going to play, pick a place to be homeless, even just on the state house grounds, that the, that's the worst spot to be. At the very least, let's just say someone said you have to be homeless. Well, if you were to go to the back of the state house, facing almost near the Providence Place Mall. I mean, there were trees and there's grass and you could be along there a little bit more. And at the very least, you'd have access to the restrooms at the train station. But the last place I would pick would be the front of the building. At least at the back of the building, it it might be quieter. And then, you know, you could be have some cover from the elements, so to speak. Now, even if you're in a tent, and they have tent warmers and so forth, but a problem with that is then, like, tomorrow, it is just going to be torrential rain all day long. So, 
I mean, who would want to be dealing with that? <laughs> and I know the t- tents are strong, but they're going to get a workout tomorrow. We're going to find out just how strong these tents are tomorrow when the rain is coming down. Now, if you missed our segment earlier with, in fact, our legal expert, Rhode Island top attorney Tim Dodd, you can um, log on to Petro.com, which is our website, and you scroll down a little bit, and then they have part of the website. It's called the dashboard. And at the dashboard, you go under radio show, and then it's all in library fashion. We are what I mean by that is you'll see, you know, today, Thursday, and then Wednesday, and then Tuesday, Monday, and and so forth. And so you could log on. But he believes that this is a Bernie Madoff type of scam. And Tom Brady, there there are individuals going after Tampa Bay quarterback, former New England Patriot quarterback. Tom Brady. I'm sure he's glad he was a pitchman for that company. How bad do you need the money? You know, there was even a video that he was with the guy they arrested. And he's like, I'm here with Sam and we're going to make a, some TikTok videos. And I don't know. Like, what what are you doing there? Like, of, of all the different things, that that's who you're going to. But it, it was all just the money element of it. It was absolutely the money element of it. Here's the story. Judicial panel selects contenders for three district court seats. Ten lucky lawyers. Kathy Gray, because it's Katie Mulvaney of the Journal. Rhode Island Judiciary Nominating Commission lists for seats on the district court bench. Uh, forward three lists of contenders. The commission helps vet them. Forwarded three lists of contenders to Governor McKay. All three lifetime tenure, base salary 165. They include Joseph Bolano, Bolano, Johnson Solo Practitioner, Amy Dodge Murray, J. Patrick O'Neill, former Democrat House Majority Whip, Providence Private Practitioner Paul Regasta, son of the late Superior Court Judge Vin Regasta, Deborah Saunders, um, those are highly sought after, to say the very least, folks. All right. It's 1.59. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, folks, uh, today's a good day to get things done because it is, in fact, tomorrow the rain is It's going to be very, very heavy rain all day. So I would get things done. And then whatever you could put off for tomorrow to maybe do inside. It sounds like it's going to be a good day for it. So now, once again, a reminder, I will be doing Cranston PD Live. Episode 5 comes up today live at 4 o'clock. And then we'll post it later. In the meantime, enjoy this Thursday. We'll have fun with the rain tomorrow. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. And I'll see you later on Facebook.